Good after good evening. I'm trying to get myself. I'm. It, it, I've been doing the five o'clock since September, and I keep saying good afternoon. It's technically good evening out. Good evening, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show News Talk ninety six point five KPL. It is your five o'clock news cruise brought to you by Service Chevrolet, just right around the corner from here. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. They are without a doubt one of the best places you can go to get your automotive needs met. Find. Met find new roads with Service Chevrolet located at twelve twelve Ambassador Caffrey or online servicegm.com. As I mentioned just after the traffic uh, update, we have a special guest in studio, Mayor President Josh Guillory, joining us. Josh, how are you? What you know, Joe? Oh, I I only know what I read on the internet, which is as we all know the most perfect and immaculate place for any and all information that we could possibly need. If it's online, it's true. Exactly. I think Abraham Lincoln said that. I that's, read that online. <laughs> that's right. So like to have Josh on, uh, the mayor president, uh, and and it's a break for you, I know, because running the city, running the parish can can sometimes be overwhelming and, and get you on to talk about literally anything else. We, we talk a lot of politics. Obviously, you are a, a conservative Republican, uh, so we do talk a lot of that, but you and I were just talking during the break uh, about football. So, I mean, there, yeah. there's any any number of directions we can go here. But uh, do do enjoy having you on. Haven't had you on for a while. I had a had a a busy season for a couple months there. Didn't get to talk to you much. Uh, but no, I miss you. Changed times on me. You I, know, I did. It's dark outside. I, I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't approve. Of, I thought we were voting <laughs> to get rid of. You know what? I I I really truly think if whoever I don't care Democrat or Republican whoever yeah. is running for president they say I'm getting rid of uh, daylight savings time I'm voting for them. that that that's it. Should be a bipartisan effort. It should be a bipartisan effort. Like, let's but, come to if, listen. If we can rename post offices, yes, we can get our time zones, our, right. our time changes squared away. I I think so. Uh, so anyway, good to have you in the studio with us. Lots lots to talk about. The big news over the weekend is still the uh, the goings on at our universities, the anti semitism and stuff. We're we're still feeling the results of that. Blockbuster testimony in Congress last week where where three major Ivy League presidents said, well, you know, contextually speaking, calling for the genocide of the Jews isn't really harassment of our students. And and everybody's kind of like scratching their heads going, what? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a it's very much a, an, an odd thing. Yeah, and this is this is part of why these universities are starting to get to get the reputations that they have starting to get. They've been getting it for about 20, 30 years and maybe longer than that, you know. When is common sense going to be common on university campuses, especially these Ivy League campuses? I mean, there's nothing about context here. This is a very straightforward topic. Hate is hate. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So I, a friend of mine—so uh, one of the reasons I'm, I'm in political commentary, and he, he's the reason I got started in political writing, Eric Erickson, who's now uh, 2 to 5 on our, our sister station, KROFAM, uh, made this point on his show today. Uh, you know, technically speaking— those university presidents were correct. I mean, you you do have the speech right to an extent to say, you know, genocide of the Jews in the public square. I mean, there there are there are First Amendment limits. I I, I was in journalism school. I had to take a com law class, so I do remember that there are several Supreme Court cases setting some limits, eliminating others on the First Amendment. But in general, you do have that right to stand out in the public square and say that. But the problem is. From his perspective, and I agree with Eric's perspective on this, is these same universities have made it to where if you were to stand out in the public square on campus and say there are only two genders, right, you're going to get kicked off campus. 
but you can call for the genocide of a group of people and nothing happens. And and then there have been multiple stories on these campuses of Jewish students specifically getting harassed. There was one story, I forget which of those, uh, it was one of those three, MIT, Penn, or, or Harvard, I can't remember which one, but one of them, there was actually somebody, I can't remember if it was a homeless person or somebody else, who was going and beating on the windows of a majority Jewish dorm and then like peeing on the windows and and and, and threatening those students and everything. And the university did nothing. Yeah. So it's like, we say, well, it's it's not targeted harassment because it's not directed at somebody specific. But at the same time, there's been targeted specific harassment in the universities that have done nothing. It's, it's a very weird speech case. It, it is. And, you know, as, as Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes once said, you know, no right is absolute. Mm-hmm. And, and you alluded to that, you know, to an extent we have freedom of speech. Right. We do have freedom of speech, but it can be infringed upon. Uh, you know, so there's there's two thoughts here. There's two levels of thoughts. One is consistency. You know, if if we wanted to go have a Catholic mass in in Harvard's, I don't know, equivalent to their quad or their yeah. common or whatever it is that they mean. I mean, I've never been to Harvard. Yeah, never been to Cambridge. Uh, love to go visit. But you know, would, how would they treat us? How would they? How would that? How would they right. treat that group of students? You know, it, so the lack of consistency and to 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 chalk it up to this intellectual thought process of context. Well, mm-hmm. put that into context. Yeah. You know, are you are you employing that same uh, that same liberty to to everyone on yeah. your campus? And I don't think you are. And I think and I think most people get that. You know, and the, and the problem with intellectual thinking sometimes is you get too intellectual, but I think they're just using it as a crutch. I mean, and most people do. Right. And and because of that testimony last week, the uh the the uh the the head of, of Penn has now resigned. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of pressure on uh Dr. Gay, I forget her first name, to resign from Harvard as well. There's actually now uh some there's some uh there's been some investigative work uh, multiple conservative outlets. I think the Washington Free Beacon, uh, one of the groups that helped co-sponsor last week's uh, uh, presidential primary debate, the Washington Free Beacon, I think, did a, a deep dive into some alleged uh, plagiarism allegations against Dr. Gay. So uh, th- there's there's a lot of pressure there. Uh, donors, major donors, uh, are threatening to withhold money from the universities. It will severely impact their endowments, things like that. I wonder if the donors withholding money is going to have as much of an impact as, say, uh, law firms yeah, saying, we're not hiring Harvard kids. We're not hiring Penn kids. And you've seen that. Yeah. You've seen that on way less controversial issues than this. You know, th- th- so there will be an impact on that. I just, you know, it's just my... May, I know it's not just me, not not over here, and probably not in the rest of America. But just common sense isn't common anymore. Hate speech is hate speech. I mean, come on now, and you can't chalk it up to context. I just think that's a bad. I think it's a bad argument. I think it's a bad look, and I think mm-hmm. you're 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 opening up the door for a lot of uh, yeah. domino effects there. I, I think so too. It, it's like I said, a very bizarre situation, yeah. and and it's really bizarre. I'd, talking with somebody uh, who is not. As much of a political observer, but but knows enough of the headlines. Um, at one point, just straight up said, "I don't understand, like how we all of a sudden got to the point where, hey, it's time to go after the Jews again. Yeah. Like how how did we get to the point where there's literal protests and there's a bunch of college kids, sh- and and they may not know they some of them probably do, but they may not know entirely that what their global infantata." is actually in, from the river to the sea, these yeah. are calls for the genocide of Jewish people. And, right. and how did we get to the point where we're call, we have college protests calling for, in, in America, 
calling for the genocide of the Jews. And do, do they even know the gravity of their word? Right. Do they, do they know the gravity of their actions? And and you have to you have to assume no, they don't. Right. Because no reasonable, insane person would act like that. No, but then you think about these universities. These are universities that have instilled these DEI departments. And part of DEI, part of the critical race theory and all that, is this assumption that there is a, uh, there's a tiered system yeah. of oppression. And so the, and the Jews, classification of those tiers yes. though, are only selected by a handful of people. Right. They define what the tiers are. And, they define what the classifications are. And the Jews were forcibly removed from their home thousands of years ago. And they moved majority to Europe. And they don't have the same skin tone that they did when they left the Middle East in the first place. So after World War II, when they go back to a state that was created for them that they had historically had claim to, but their skin is lighter. And now they're seen as being pushed in by the Europeans. That is another, quote, colonization attempt. They don't get that same level of respect on the DEI ladder. Now it's the Palestinians. And and there's... The, these same groups of people are saying, well, the Palestinians deserve this right, and they're being colonized by the Jews. But the Palestinians are the group, the Arab tribes that moved in to kick them out in the first place. They have universities in Palestine, right? Yes. Okay. How do you think it would go if there was an anti-Palestinian movement on one of those Palestinian <laughs> universities? How much First Amendment rights would they have over there? Not many. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't think these guys no. understand uh, the, what they're doing. The, and and it's, it's not funny, but it's also kind of funny when you see uh, an LGBTQ plus group uh, for LGBTQ plus for Palestine. And you understand what the Arab world does when they right. come across a homosexual. It, it's yeah, you, you, they're, you're not they're not the allies you think they are. And, and, and you I, I, God bless you for wanting to be somebody's ally. Yeah, but they're not beacons of liberty. Okay? No, no, it's not. And and it's. Uh, Nikki Haley, when she was uh, in the U.N., she pointed out the hypocrisy of having some of these nation states in the Arab world be on women's rights councils. Yeah, it, It's just it's very, very bizarre. All right. Josh Guillory in with us, Mayor President Josh Guillory in. We're going to take this quick break because we've got so much more to talk about. All the hot news of the day. We're not going to talk about the local stuff. We're not going to talk about any of that. This is his break from all that. <laughs> we'll take this break. We'll be back in just a moment. But first. We do have our pest of the day. And speaking of colleges, we have a great pest of the day. There is, or pests of the day, it's a whole infestation. A bunch of students at Columbia University have decided that they're going to go on tuition strike in solidarity with the Palestinians, which means they're not going to pay universities for the next semester. So good luck getting that Ivy League or that that fancy university education that you want when you're not paying tuition. The university doesn't let you go to class. That's really smart thinking. But that's what makes these Columbia University students our pest of the day. Brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company. You can find them online at JJEXT.com. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Mayor President Josh Guillory joining us in the studio today, somebody asked a little while ago, is he live? Yes, he's live. We get him live in here. Uh, I, w- I would never, ever uh, want to cut him off or edit anything he says because it makes for great ratings here. And uh, I know that he he really wants to speak his mind on a lot of these subjects. So before we get to some more of these subjects, I do have to say this hour, 
is brought to you by Katie number one Chevy dealer nine years in a row. You can get it all at Service Chevrolet Cadillac right around the corner from the studio, 1212 Ambassador Caffrey. New and used cars. I mean, there's new inventory on the lot every day. Parts and service department, body shop, collision center, fine line, custom auto, the wash, everything you could possibly need is all right there at Service Chevrolet. Stop by, check out the huge selection on the lot or check them out, servicegm.com. They've got Louisiana's largest selection of Chevrolets. They're getting new inventory daily. Uh, They offer, sorry, I almost choked there. I almost choked on air. That's not right. That's not a good thing to do during an ad. Anyway, sorry, service. They have special offers and pricing for men and women of the military, first responders, educators. Uh, Service just wants to thank all those groups for their service to the country, the community, to our kids, everything like that. Go check them out. You will not be disappointed. Service Chevrolet in uh, Lafayette on 1212 Ambassador Caffrey. Now, before we get to a call, because we do have Carl on the line, we did have a question come in through the app chat from Brent. Josh, do we have an answer? Oh, uh, yes. I'm, okay. I'm getting it verified. So, okay, yes. So Brent sent a <laughs> message. says, I'm sure this has nothing to do with the discussion, but just wondering about alcohol sales on New Year's Eve because it's on a Sunday. And that's when I remember. We have those, we have we those blue laws on the books. Yeah, we do, and they were just modified. So preliminarily, it's... 2 a.m. It's uh-huh. extended just for that holiday, but I have uh, our deputy chief of staff checking just to make sure. Okay. So, you know, I don't want anybody sad on New Year's Eve. I want you responsible, though, but I want you Please to be responsible. have as fun as you can safely. I, I don't want to be reporting on any any major accidents. Uh, I'll tell you, Joe, that's that. I know we're not, we don't go local here, which I love that break, yeah. but I'll talk about <laughs> anything. So if anybody wants to call in with local, I'll be happy to, to answer to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the worst calls that I get, the worst reports that I get yeah. as, as mayor president are fatalities, whether mm-hmm. it's civilians, uh, of course, anytime our first responders are, are injured or, yeah. uh, you know, the chiefs call me, but, and, and we've had some pretty late night calls. And um, so, yeah, so please be safe out there. Have fun though. Look, this is a fun capital world. I want you to have fun, but just be smart and be, be wise and be safe. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we take this break, let's get Carl on the line real quick. Carl, how are you today? Hello. Hey, Carl, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, what you got? Well, I just wanted to uh, put my two cents in, so to speak, on the matter of uh, genocide of the Jewish people. You know, uh, they they... Evidently, they're not thinking about the ramifications of it. There are not only uh, natural um, ramifications, but there are also supernatural, if you will. God does not take it kindly when you when you um, handle His people the wrong way, you know. And the the Lord promised Abraham in His Word that. He would bless those who bless Israel, and he would curse those who curse Israel. You know, so, I mean, if we get on our high horse and we decide we're going to curse Israel, we're calling down curses not only on ourselves, but on universities and possibly even as a nation. So uh, they, they may want to consider their actions. Yeah, Carl, you're absolutely right, and I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 
Yeah, you look if you look at it from a spiritual context, I bet you there's a lot of listeners right now that would probably agree with uh, Carl. Probably a lot of head nods in the car yeah. on the way home. Um, you know, look, I mean, it, it, go read Genesis. You know, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who will later become Israel. Uh, there's a lot of covenants. There was there's one strong covenant there, mm-hmm. and Carl kind of hit on that. And of course, there's a few other covenants that come along the way in the journey of our, our humanity uh, through through the various books of the Bible, Old yeah. Testament, and then of course St. Paul and St. Peter give us a lot of a lot of teachings there, how it expands to us Gentiles over here, and uh, which I think is very fascinating on a spiritual note uh, that Paul, St. Paul, Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. who is the most learned of the the apostles, came after the resurrection, came into to play. You know, he was called to go to the Gentiles, a, a Pharisee. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take this break. I hit the music a little early there. Sorry. Let me try that again. We're gonna take this break. When we come back, we're gonna have more of the news today. Mayor President Josh Guillory joining us today in the studio. Thrilled to have him in. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5. KPL 232-1542 is the number, or you can send a message to uh to the KPL app chat. Uh, Andy has, um, Andy, Brent, y'all have, have reached out. Jack just reaching out. Um, actually, and actually, I, I will say this, because Jack brings up a good point. He said, glad to hear Josh on the show. Hope you have him back periodically. Merry Christmas. God bless. Merry Christmas, Jack. God bless to you. And Josh and I were talking, and I, I'm, I'm going to continue having Josh on fairly regular. I think we're going to try for once a month, like we had done before the election season and all all that stuff, which we're we're not getting into, but... I I do want to have Josh because I I like having your voice on the show and I I know that it's a break for you from everything else that we had been uh, going through, but I do actually as we say not local stuff, but this is kind of tangential to all that. Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Okay. It's now less affordable than any time in recent history to buy a home, and the math isn't changing anytime soon. Home prices are expected to go back, aren't expected to go back to pre-pandemic levels. The Federal Reserve, which started raising rates aggressively early last year to curb inflation, hasn't shown much interest in cutting them. Mortgage rates slipped to about 7% last week, the lowest in several months, but they are still more than double what they were two years ago. Typically, high mortgage rates slow down home sales. Home prices should soften as a result, but not this time. Home sales are currently falling, but prices are still rising. There just aren't enough homes to go around. The national median existing home price rose to about 392000 yeah. in October, the highest ever for uh, that month in data that goes back to 1999. So locally, I, 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 I pay attention a little bit to the real estate market locally. Yeah. Uh, the inventory is not as low here as it is elsewhere, but Louisiana has an out-migration problem, so there is a little bit of that. But we are seeing those sales aren't moving like we saw. I, I remember uh, pre-pandemic, even a little post-pandemic, we saw that inventory was kind of moving in and out pretty regularly, but things have slowed down. Dramatically. And if you look at interest rates, it's not helping. Yeah. But this this is a national issue that impacts local communities mm-hmm. more than anybody. And I'm telling you, we see it firsthand. If you don't believe me, go talk to those mortgage lenders. Go talk to those title attorneys. Go talk to those realtors that are trying to move product, like you said. Yeah. Um, and from a local standpoint, 
I, I'm telling you, I see it firsthand, and I think everyone listening sees it firsthand, the strain that it puts on the public's, uh, the private sector. Yeah. The, the problem is everybody turns to government because we've abrogated all of our sanity, all of our resources, all of our authority to, to govern, specifically the federal government, and you can't spend your way out of this. We have a spending problem in the United States in the mm-hmm. national level. You know, I'm not an economist. I'm a business major, but I'm not an economist. But the last I checked, when you have – Inflation, you don't increase spending. Now, recession, you can increase spending. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is bare bone econ 101 as I'm dusting off my cobwebs. But we can see what happens when the Federal Reserve acts in the way that it's acted and how that how that impacts local communities more than anybody. It's easy to see sit high on that mountaintop over there in D.C., and have these policies. It feels good to sign all these "quote unquote" infrastructure bills, which we still haven't seen a single dollar in Lafayette, Louisiana. You know, so. There was something I saw. It was kind of funny to me the other day. Let me see if I can find it because I know I tweeted it out. Um, This is unprofessional. I should be moving faster and and have this ready to go. But so the Biden administration is currently. Oh, here we go. So Ed O'Keefe with CBS News. CBS News had had a poll out and it, it talked largely about Americans perceptions of the economy. Ed O'Keefe, who is a reporter at, uh, he's a senior White House and political correspondent for CBS News, tweeted out, most Americans believe the president can somehow affect inflation, and on that measure, uh, President Biden fares poorly. In fact, looking at CBS's data, can the president control inflation? 60% of those polled said yes, 40% said no. Uh, 62% of Americans say that the economy is bad right now. Biden's handling of jobs and employment, 45 percent approval, 55 disapproval. The economy, 38 percent approval, 62 percent disapproval. Inflation, uh, 30 percent approval, 70 percent disapproval. And that's all fine and dandy because in reality, for the most part, a president can't actually affect inflation. But the Biden administration came in and threw trillions of dollars into the economy. And in fact, the president was so proud of getting Congress to pass his Inflation Reduction Act, and he touted that. It's no wonder Americans think that the president has more power over inflation than maybe he actually does. Very fair point. So he, so he de facto declared war on inflation. Yes. OK, and I'm, I'm making a point here. When is the last time the federal government has declared war on a now. domestic issue and been successful with it? The the war on nouns. The, the wars <laughs> the war, on nouns. The war on nouns. I love that. The war on terror, the war yeah. on drugs, the war on inflation. I mean just Well, it could be adjectives too now. Yes. Don't be don't discriminate against adjectives. Okay? <laughs> That's I'm, true. I'm gonna call that Harvard uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I taught English, but it, it's been mar- it's been largely wars on nouns that presidents yeah. have declared war on, and they never really actually win those wars. <laughs> inflation actually is something I believe the president can't help on. Right. It, it, now, you're not in, in increasing spending and, and look at our uh, export-import on certain resources, especially natural resources. Right. If you compare, compare the policies of the last two or three years versus the four years prior to that, look, love them, hate them, like them, or whatnot, but we were – Less dependent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, objectively looking at, it, we were less dependent on foreign countries that didn't like us. Yeah. Okay. Than we are now. Now you you can you can weigh it on other industries like steel and maybe maybe we didn't fare out as much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But all those do have impacts on our micro economies across our country. So I do believe the president can. Um, I don't like as a as a constitutionalist. I don't like the executive order route. Right. I think those should be last resort. He should. He can. In fact, he shouldn't. 
Correct. So the, the the whole deliberative body, which may lead to another discussion if we have enough time on term limits for Congress. But <laughs> if you had some che- some stronger checks and balances uh, on Congress, perhaps term limits. And I know some folks disagree, but that's fine. I, I appreciate that. But if we term limit the legislative branch at the federal level, perhaps there could be some more teamwork between mm-hmm. the, as our founders, in uh, in my opinion, uh, envisioned it, where the, where there's a president working with a legislative body. An active legislative body, not just a talking point legislative body. You and I have talked about it before. I'm, I, when it comes to term limits, my first gut instinct is term limits on congressional staff because they just bounce around from one office and one committee to another. System. I'm not against term limits on Congress, but that that cooperation between Congress and the executive branch, you don't have to have that when you have a bunch of non-legislative bodies in the executive branch that can write their own laws, which is what the Supreme Court has started acting out against with uh, West Virginia versus the EPA and a couple other recent decisions, destroying that bureaucratic state. All of these non-legislative executive offices that get to set these these monetary policies, basically, that's a pretty big deal, too. And they're protected. Civil yes. service protection. Uh, they're, they're actually protected against the, the political consequences of a political election. Mm-hmm. The only ones that have to live with that are the elected officials. And, and, and maybe that's fair. That, that yeah. might be fair. OK, but there's something to be said about you're making a very strong point. When we talk about the swamp. Mm-hmm. What you're really saying is the bureaucracy. It's not even necessarily the it is the elected officials. I get that. OK. And when you have someone there for 30 or 40 years, right. it really kind of scratches your head on. You know, you got to scratch your head on that. It definitely wasn't the intent of our founding fathers, for sure. Uh, just look at the makeup. But I remember going to Washington advocating for the I-49 connector mm-hmm. four years ago. Okay. And I went up there the first time in the land of Oz. Okay. And I'm looking around <laughs> DC. I'm looking around and I'm like, man, this is a, a, a different place. So I go back here, you know, probably about six, seven months, maybe nine months later, advocating for I-49 connector. And I, you know, learned a few things. And what I, it didn't take me long to realize that Washington is being, especially on the legislative side, is predominantly being run by a bunch of 20-somethings. Yes. And they're smart. And let me tell you, I'll give them credit. They worked, the ones that I was ex- uh, exposed to, worked long hours, worked hard, was dedicated to the system. Mm-hmm. Those 20-somethings were managed by 30-somethings called chiefs of staff mm-hmm. that have been around the system for a while. And to your point, Joe, they just hop around. Your boss doesn't get elected, no problem. You have tenure in the system. You're going to figure out, you're going to go Somebody get Somebody else is going to snap you up real quick. Someone's going to snap you up. That's on the legislative side. Now you go into the exe- – that actually does have some control mm-hmm. measures in. You go to the executive branch, where it's the bureaucracy, where these departments, these state depart- – or these depart- state departments, one department of many, these agencies, it is embedded, embedded, embedded. And they know, worst case scenario, all they have to do is wait eight years. Yeah. Worst case. And a lot of times, four. There's, there's an entire class of people in Washington, D.C. who sit in a cubicle and their only job is to figure out some new rule to write. Case in, this is my favorite example that was ever given on talk radio. It was by the libertarian talk show host Neil Bortz, who I love. He was hilarious. Uh, it, it, when he retired from radio, it was a loss to radio. But he would constantly go back to what he called the fat spatulas, which are the, uh, the, the, the handicap... Uh, Chairs that were used to get handicapped people into pools at hotels. And somebody wrote the federal rule that every hotel had to have one for their pool. So what did a bunch of hotels do? They filled in their pools rather than buy the expensive equipment they would need to maintain. Or they weren't allowed to get one of the portable ones. Like you could wheel it out 
into like if there was somebody who needed one, hotel staff could wheel it out, help that person in the pool with it, and then wheel it back. It didn't have to be a permanent attachment to the pool. But somebody wrote the somebody in the federal bureaucracy wrote a rule that you have to have one of those on the premises, and a bunch in response, a bunch of hotels just filled in their pools. Yeah. Oh, look, private sector is going to figure it out. Yeah. Look, companies are in, in business to make money. Yes. It's bottom line. So you can regulate, you can increase taxes, you can increase fees, you can do whatever you want. The, at the end of the day, the person that suffers the most is the bottom line, frontline consumer, mm-hmm. whether it's in price or services. Exactly. The, the, the private sector figuring out, again, case I've used this example often, Toyota. Toyota didn't go in all in on the all EV vehicles. What did they do? They went on the hybrids. They focused on hybrids. Their numbers are way, way up. Electric vehicles, the other major car manufacturers, they're, they're, slow, they're slowing down their manufacturing of electric vehicles because nobody's really buying them. They're, the price point's too high. The people can't afford them. They can afford a hybrid that's relatively the same price as a normal vehicle but consumes half the gas. Yeah. And so any more expense that you pay for the hybrid gets saved long-term by those gas prices. So the private sector can figure it out. It's when the public sector fights to over-regulate that not only does private sector hurt, we hurt. All right, we're going to take this break. We only got a few minutes left, so we got to come back, wrap up. The, the hour goes by too fast. It really goes by too fast. Josh Guillory, we're going to get. We're going to have him back on the air. Don't worry. Well, we will be back in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. I make sure to pick the best bumpers when Josh is coming on. I feel um, it. And, and there's I, I, Will, who listens to the show. I know he listens. He likes Primus, which is why I make sure to play uh, this particular bumper, too, at the end of the show so he can catch it. But shout out to Scott, who's uh, on the app saying, Hola, J&J, not the exterminating, Joe and Josh in the studio, <laughs> talking uh, all sorts of stuff on and off the air um, shout out to everybody on we've we've had a, a handful of people Scott Jack Andy Brent a bunch of people on the app uh thrill you guys you don't know how happy you make me when you you chime in on the app because I know that people are listening people can call in like sometimes there's somebody who calls in and they're like what do you want to talk about I was like well, what do y'all talk about I was like you aren't listening at all like <laughs> I don't like I don't take that particular call but like if you're you know part of the show you're being part of the conversation I'm fully for that so isn't that what's great about sport, or sports talk radio, but right. talk radio in general? Yes. The show's success is dependent on the audience. Yes. It does not succeed without the audience. No, that's and that's the thing is you're actually breaking my rule right now because I, 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 I borrow the rule from Rush Limbaugh. I don't have many interviews on the show. Rush always treated his show with very rare exception as a conversation, a one-on-one conversation between him and the audience. Yeah. And he always considered it rude to invite a third person in. Now, we have fun, and I know that it's entertaining because I see the comments. If it ever stopped entertaining the audience, then you and I would have to have a talk, and we would have to figure out where to go on here. So we got a minute and a half left. Let's do it. All right. You mentioned it before we went on the air. Football. Yes. All right, Who that Nation. All right. That's where you want to go with this? Yeah, let's go with it. All right, guys. Now, look, let's have a little talking, too, okay? <laughs> Come on now. We're all tied. Three, three first, first place ties here. All we so got to do is... ties with 6-7 records. Hey, listen. You know what? I th- This is payback 2010. I don't hold grudges, okay? But I might have been holding on to this when this... <laughs> Post-Super Bowl year 2010, you know, we miss a field goal, Garrett Hartley. I think it was week four against the Atlanta Falcons. And we end up the fifth seed. And Atlanta, by one game, ends up the number one seed. We have to travel to Seattle. 
who was seven and nine yeah. at the time. And we're thinking, okay, let's just chalk up this win on the West Coast. We'll go play whoever. I forgot who it would have been, would have been yeah. in the second round. Well, we didn't see the second round. So, you know, I have no, I'm have. i not losing any sleep over this if we make the playoffs with a losing record. But, hey, here's the deal. We don't have to. Just win. Yes. <laughs> we That's all you got to do. Just win. And please. Throw away those black helmets with our wonderful <laughs> <laughs> color rush uniforms. Who are just now? This is this is not uh, an opinion shared by Town Square Media, but I think you'll like it. You like that? Yes. How I did that? Yes. Okay. I, I think the gold helmets look great with the color rush, but I'd love to hear hear from some of the audience. I know when they have one or two minutes left, maybe on the app they can <laughs> no, chime in. We are also um, fashion experts for football yes. teams. All right, Josh Gilley, thank you very much. <laughs> Mayor President Josh Gilley joining us in the studio. Appreciate it having you on the day. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you next year. All right, we will have Josh back on the air. I promise he's not going anywhere as far as this program goes. We will continue to have him back. Thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be back in 23 hours here on the Joe Cunningham Show. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email Joe at RedState.com. The podcast is going up in just a few moments. You can check that out on Substack. If you just look up the Joe Cunningham Show, you will find it. If you get your podcast through Apple, Spotify, wherever, you can listen to it in a few minutes when it goes live. But please be sure to leave a rating and a review. It makes the algorithm like the show and helps the show grow. Talk to you guys again soon here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.